thank the Lord for those announcements. We're asked to keep them in mind and govern ourselves accordingly. At this time, we will have a selection coming from Mother Johnson. Let's receive her as she comes with a hearty amen.
thank Mother Johnson for that selection. We do give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning. We honor Mother Johnson and Mother Scudder. Elder Sherman Warburton, Elder Renee Reynolds, Minister Willie Moore, our very fine deacons, our prayerless children, saints of the Most High God, and our friends. We praise the Lord Jesus Christ this morning for his goodness and his mercy that he shows to us. Jesus keeps us. And sometimes you don't even know you're being kept. But he's keeping you. And he keeps you from danger seen and unseen. He makes ways for us. And you don't even think about the ways being made. Uh, but that's Jesus. Uh, so we thank the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for his love for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for those of you who went down on yesterday uh, for the celebration of the first anniversary of uh, One Way Apostolic. Uh, it can only be one first, and uh, we didn't stream it for some reason. I don't know why I didn't stream it, because I didn't... <laughs> I didn't think about it until I got almost down there and uh, Amari sent me a text. And, and of course it was too late then because we were late going on anyway. And if I had gone back home, we would really have been late. And I didn't have any of the equipment with me, and, which is unusual. Normally I carry some of it with me. But I guess I could have done it from, the t from a phone. But uh, anywho, we didn't get it done. And Lord willing, that won't happen again. Because uh, it's just simple to just carry an iPad and a tripod and just set it up and let it run. Uh, and I know folks don't like to work with stuff like that, so that's the way the simplicity of it is, that you just set it up and just let it run. And uh, uh, the Lord has blessed us with the technology, so we want to use it fully for everything that we do. And it comes out on the, on the good end. You'd be surprised the number of people who watch it and people that you never even heard of. Some people you uh, heard of them and they kind of sneak in and look at stuff sometimes. But, uh, and then some people look in faithfully. They're faithful, faithful streamers. And for that we praise the Lord Jesus Christ for them. Um, I want to say I'm not going to be up long, but that's not true. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's determined by the Lord Jesus Christ. And once you get started, and uh, you have no control over that in that sense. Uh, of course, my wife says I go off on many tangents. I said there are many tangents in the in the in the service. Many tangents, many tangents, but they all come back to one understanding. You still got to be born again. He must be saved. And Jesus is on his way back. Um, you may sit down. Let's look 
Uh, we haven't done this one in a while. I've done some verses from it. From the book of James. The book of James. And let's do verses. Two verses 13, 14, 15, 16. No. Which chapter? First chapter, I'm sorry. 13 through 16. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my breath, beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The, um, the thought then, and let's move on to the context. And the Lord said unto the woman, this is coming from Genesis 3.13, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. So if I want to use a thought, uh, it would be uh, taking your eyes off the prize. And we know that the prize is Jesus Christ. What happens when we take our eyes off the prize? The... Um, uh, so James really is kind of talking, we're going to jump back and forth with James, and I want this word beguile, that's, uh, that's been on my mind pretty much all week long, and I've been trying to look at stuff, uh, beguile. Uh, so a definition would be uh, to delude, to deceive. Uh, to impose upon someone by craft and or by trickery. And so Eve was trying to say, well, you know, he tricked me <laughs> or he fooled me. Uh, but there's one thing that's in there. Uh, the devil did not make her do it. <laughs> you have to understand uh, how this works. Satan cannot make you do anything. But you can entertain him enough to the point where whatever he tells you to do, you'll do it. Uh, and that's for saved folk. And uh, because the other folk really don't have any power over him, and he just kind of comes in and does what he wants to, and uh, 
that's what we've been exposed to all of our lifetime. We had no power. Adam and Eve gave the power away, the power to resist him, the power to uh, overcome him, the power to uh, even recognize him before you were born again. That's how we existed. Uh, we uh, recognize all the little things, or big things, or things that we did that was contrary to the Lord Jesus Christ. And some of them were very personal things, and some of them were just, you know, things in your home and so forth and so on. And some people didn't even think much about it at the time. Uh, I was sharing with my wife about how I learned to make brandy <laughs> at the age of 12 or 10. Somewhere like that. I wasn't even, uh, it was before the eighth grade, somewhere like about there, however old you are about then. My grandmother showed me how to do it. And uh, it was innocent in the thought of it. But uh, I would not show my grandchildren how to make brandy. Uh, so we do things without even thinking about it, thinking that we're doing things correctly because we don't have a power to discern. And because you don't have a power to discern, the enemy just kind of beats us back and forth. It's like a ping pong ball, you know, just going back and forth. It's like he's on one side and his minions are on the other side and, they did, and we're in the between and he's just pick, hitting us back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we spend a whole lifetime with that until uh, Jesus comes along and gives us an illumination. Uh, he illuminates your mind that there is something better. And see, you've been looking for it. We've been looking for a way out of this stuff. Uh, all since Adam and Eve uh, uh, trespassed and we lost that right to the tree of life and uh, because we lost the right to the tree of life that's what you're looking for all your lifetime you're looking for peace you're looking for contentment and all that's associated with the tree of life righteousness that Jesus, he's the only one that can give it to us. But we just didn't know that. And you're born with that. And you don't have to, uh, uh, you can't determine how you're born. That's, that's given to us, that part. And you can't determine what you're going to look like when you're born. So your DNA and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you have no, no control over it. If you had control over it, you wouldn't be born like that. You'd be born the way you want to be born. You'd be taller. And uh, those of us who are losing their hair, we will have hair in our head at this time in our lifetime. But that's not, that wasn't given to us. Just like when we were born in a condition of sin. It was an inherited nature. 
But unlike the hair part, or unlike the skin part, unless you were Michael Jackson and those kind of people and bleach your skin, you're stuck with it. But the one thing that you're not stuck with is the sinful condition that you're born in. Because Jesus has made a way for us. And, and, and for that, we praise him. Uh, so for all of those who've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins and have received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by calling upon the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, that's where we are with the Holy Ghost. And we're just waiting. But something happens. Something happens. You know, even in this process, and it puts you back into the almost... It can put you back in the same condition you were in before you were saved. Uh, when we don't nurture what Jesus gives us, when we don't treasure this person in your earthen vessel, when we don't take care of it, you get slack. Uh, then you give place to that enemy. And, of course, you want to play the blame game. <laughs> you want to talk about being beguiled. You want to talk about... Uh, you want to blame Jesus sometimes. Folk want to blame Jesus about, about it. But... Uh, James gives us a very good understanding. Yes, he, he says, uh, you can't say that Jesus tempted you, and neither does he tempt you with evil. That we, as a man, or woman, uh, we are drawn away because of our own lust. And we have to recognize that for what it is. Because if you don't recognize what it is, you can't even repent from it. Because you get caught up in it. And you get tangled in it. It's our own lust. The lust of the flesh. Lust of the eye. Pride of life. It doesn't, doesn't have to change. It worked in the garden. It still works. And until you can figure out for yourself, that is me. It's, 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 it's not someone else that's doing it. It's me who's lost my eye on Jesus. I've taken my eye off. I've taken my eye off what's important. I could easily go over to the uh, scriptures where Peter asked the Lord to said, bid, bid me to come and to walk on the water. Same concept. And as long as Peter walked and saw the Lord, as long as he saw Jesus, he could keep it in mind. But the cares of this life, things that go on and you give your more attention to that will cause you to start sinking. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life will cause us to sink. That's why you have to keep this thing, this thing nourished. 
You have to daily feed it with something spiritual. We have those calendars. Uh, some of the scriptures, I haven't even, I, 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 I read them. But all of a sudden, they just come up and just bang you in the face and say, oh. And you just say, oh, my goodness. Uh, I didn't even know that. Was that in the, in the Bible? Like that. So he gives you that. Uh, and that's a shared experience with us. Because everybody has a calendar. I think everybody has a calendar, right? Uh, but that's just one little thing. We ask you to put it on your breakfast table. That's the beginning of your day. Put it on your breakfast table. Read the scriptures. Discuss it with each other. And you find something fascinating about it. Tell you a person that's with you eating breakfast and say, Ooh, did you see this? It's keeping your mind aligned. Otherwise, you get caught up and you'll be doing Beyonce and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's there for a reason. It's to draw you away. It's to draw you away. And we have to be so conscious of what's going on. And you can pretend like it doesn't exist, but it does exist. It does exist. Even in our little children, you can let them look at television for a long time and come back and they'll be doing all kinds of little dances. <laughs> you can laugh at them and say, oh, ain't that cute? Well, it's not cute. <laughs> it's, it's something they got off the television. and you have to, it, That's your time to educate. Your time to educate. But Jesus gives us that wisdom to understand that. Satan has not finished with us. He is determined. He is determined to, to get you back. He'll do in you in no any kind of stuff. Oh. All of the stuff that's going on in this country is there for a reason. Oh, people haven't figured it out yet, but uh, it's to create chaos. And, um, and I know that the people in those other countries are mad because uh, this country is supporting one side of the war, but then there's another faction, a whole bunch of people that don't, uh, don't approve of it for whatever reason. And all the stuff that comes out. And they put it out there, and they don't care whether it's true or not. They just put it out there. And it's to get you mad. Well, not you particularly, but the country. To get people all riled up and angry with this one and that one. And they go from one thing to the next. Well, you see it for them out there, but it happens with us. And you have to recognize what it is. That the enemy is determined He's determined to keep all kind of chaos, even among the saints. He's determined to keep chaos in your own family. Because if he can keep it stirred up all the time, he's just sitting back laughing. <laughs> and he's just waiting for you to hit somebody. <laughs> or to go to jail or whatever. People happen to people. He's waiting for you to say all kind of nasty things to people. He's waiting for you to cuss somebody out. And that's his job. 
But you got to keep Jesus stand up on the inside of you. So that you'll be able to resist him. And those of you who don't have the Holy Ghost yet, you need the Holy Ghost. You got to have the Holy Ghost. Not only for the life to come, but to live the rest of this life in this shell that you live in. It's not going to be done by something that you know. It's going to be done by something that you don't know. You know, you know sometimes we think we know too much. Uh, it's best to get at the altar and not know nothing. <laughs> uh, sometimes, you know, it's, it's good to just empty your mind about a, a, a stuff. And I know people encourage the, the seekers a lot of times, say, well, uh, and that's good. That's a good thing. People are concerned. Saints are concerned. They want you to receive the Holy Ghost. But essentially it has to get to the point where it has to be between you and Jesus. And we can give you coaching and advice and encouragement, but it really has to be a thing between you and Jesus Christ. And you have to acknowledge that I need the Holy Ghost. Sincerely. You see, some people say they acknowledge it, but that's just lip service. But not lip service. You want to get it to the point where it's between you and Jesus Christ and, 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 and understand that you're desperate. You want to understand, I'm, I'm desperate for the Holy Ghost. I, 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 want to, I want to do all that I need to do to receive the Holy Ghost. And, and, and not tell it to Elvis Cotter. Talk to Jesus. He's listening for that part. We talk about prayer. That's the prayer he's looking for, uh, for, for seekers. When you get to the point where you say, I, I'm desperate and, and, and I really need the Holy Ghost, Jesus help me. Because he's the only one that can do it. I can encourage you. And, 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 and those, they call them altar workers, but uh, they're saints who concern. Saints that are concerned with your salvation are down here trying to get you to understand calling. It's really simple instruction. And I hear it sometimes. They say, well, call him. They say, let your mind focus on his name. Uh, sometimes they say, see Jesus. Uh, but those are all little encouraging kind of things. But the main thing that Seekers need to understand it's really between you and Jesus Christ. And when you finally, and, and that's what it is, is when you finally get to the position where you get desperate and you understand what need is, then Jesus is able to work with you. But if you don't need nothing, he ain't going to give it to you. <laughs> the song says, I need thee. <laughs> I, I, I need thee every hour. And, and you have to determine for yourself. That's how it works. I need thee. I need thee every hour. Not just sometimes of the day. I need you every hour. And you understand that you live and you move and you breathe because of who Jesus is. He's the giver of life. You look to Jesus for life. Nobody else. And when you can get it like that and you can understand it like that, You'll forget about everything else. Because see, all this other stuff out here is just stuff. 
The word says, seeking first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be provided for you. Your stuff will be provided for you. But you've got to get your stuff out of your mind and seek Jesus. Yeah, stuff looks good. I know it looks good. He can keep putting stuff up there and you can go look in the window of the department store and say, oh, I like this. And, I, and you'll turn it around to the point where I need it. <laughs> I, I, I really need this. But uh, as, as, as my wife was reminding me the other day, she, you, you can only do one at one time. If you got two cars, you can only drive how many? One. <laughs> if you got ten pairs of shoes, how many can you wear? Only one pair. So it's, it's not a thing of need. It was something that you wanted. <laughs> see the enemy draws us with all that kind of stuff yes, even, even if you, when you're saved he still keeps coming at you with the stuff like that and, and you get to the point where I gotta have it <laughs> I bought a pair of shoes the other day and <laughs> I laughed she looked at me she said well I know she was laughing about them. they're like motorcycle boots <laughs> Now, I don't even have a motorcycle, but <laughs> I looked at the price of them. I said, boy, I can't beat this one. And I kept looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. And I said, mm, no, I think I'll go and get them. But I only have a motorcycle. <laughs> what fools we mortals be. <laughs> you can get caught up in the stuff. It's, 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 it's real. It's real. And I may not even put them on no more. I had them on one time. <laughs> but because I saw the price of it, that's how the enemy got In that sense, he, he got me with the price. I said, oh, this is a real bargain. But I, if you got another pair, you don't need another pair. It's not a need thing. And we have to be able to understand that's what it is. And, and, and be able to focus it to the point where it's that stuff, but Jesus is always first. He's always first. And if we can keep it just like that, if we can keep Jesus first, we can almost make it. Because the word said the righteous shall scarcely be saved. It's frightening when you think of it like that. Doing all that you do, coming all that you come, Doing everything that you know to do. Some people don't do what they know to do, but they want to do some of it. So, but, so you can't even get your on, on, on that plane. So you have to do all of it, not just partial stuff. You got to do it all. But doing it all, we still are going to scarcely be saved. It's a frightening thought in that sense. But you want to be kept. Jesus is the only one. He's the only one that's able to keep us. I don't care how you look at it, how, how you try to figure it out, or how you try to scheme around it and say, well, maybe if I just do a little it does not work. Your name needs to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And the only way you can get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life is through the new birth. Baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and get it at an altar and call in the name of Jesus until it fills you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. That's it. Jesus. Yeah. 
He'll give you a life. If you let him. All that you have a need for. You know, when, when the scriptures speak, they say, uh, there's a scripture that says you don't receive it because you ask not. You know, everybody's familiar with that. You say, knocking it shall be open to you, and so forth and so on. But guess who he's talking to? He's talking to the saints. He ain't talking to folk out in the street. He's talking to people who belong to him. So you have to belong to Jesus to get those kind of, those kind of assurances. You belong to Jesus if you ask in his will. He, he says, anything you ask, I'll do it for you. That's a marvelous thought. It's a sad thought in the sense with people in, 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 in the world who don't belong to Jesus, but people who, who've, not, who've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins, who've never received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, and they go asking, but they don't have a right to ask. That's why I like that song. Uh, I have a right, was it I'd right to praise him? Or? I have a right to praise him. Because I belong to him. I have a right to praise him. But you've got to belong to Jesus. That's why I emphasize you receiving the Holy Ghost as much as, many, as, much as I can tell you. You have to have the Holy Ghost. You have to actually belong to Jesus. You have to be, uh, uh, have an intimate relationship with him. And the only way that you can do that is through the Holy Ghost. You want to be able to get to the point where no matter what's going on, you're able to talk to Jesus about it. You want to have the, 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 the songs assurance, his blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And you want to look at it from the way the song says, oh, what a foretaste. Oh, <laughs> divine. You want to be able to say that and actually know it for yourself, not because of the song. You want to have it inside of you like that. You want to be able to stand like Job told his wife. He says, I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt it. You want to look at him just, just like it says, I know that you're able. I know that you're able. No matter what's going on, I still know that you're able. You're sovereign. Whatever you choose to do, it, it's, you're able to do it. I'm not putting no handcuffs on you and telling you that you can't get this done. I know that you're able. But you have to know that for yourself. And the only way that you can know that is stay spiritual. Stay tied up, tangled up in Jesus Christ. When you know it just like that, you can walk confidently. No matter what comes along. No matter what comes down your road. And, and it's going to come. You get old enough, the doctors are going to come to you. <laughs> A lot of whole lot of stuff. <laughs> But you don't have to be old to get it. I was 49 years old when it came to me with the cancer. 
And I didn't panic. I did like Gideon. I got me a fleece <laughs> laying on the floor. And while they were sleeping in my house, I was on my knees. And I kept that, 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 that same position until Jesus assured me. It was not assured me for the life, but he assured me that he had the life. <laughs> he had it, in, it was in his hands. It wasn't in the hands of a doctor. It wasn't in the hands of a surgeon. It wasn't in the hands of the hospital. It was in the hands of Jesus Christ. And I know that it was in, with it being in his hands, I knew that whatever, whatever come, let it come. I knew that part about it. If you don't know it like that, you live beneath the privilege what Jesus gives us. So just hold on to him. Don't take your eyes off of him. And that's where life is. It may look a little funny sometimes, but that's life. Jesus will pull you through it. That's there. There's an expression out there that said, Jesus don't take you to it if he's not going to take you through it. <laughs> Something similar there, right? He brought me to it. He's going to take me through it. But I got to do my part. I got to trust in him. <laughs> I can't just go lay my head on and, and, and start crying and say, oh, Jesus, you're going to take me through it. And, no. Hallelujah. Anyhow. You're going to take me through it. And whatever you take me through, I know that you're able. You have it all in your hands. All in your hands. Not, not the doctor. Not the lawyer. Not the Indian chief or whatever you want to call him. It's not somebody else. It's all in the name of Jesus Christ. For the saints. For the saints. And we offer the same thing today. Lord Jesus Christ said he would that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Truth is you got to be born again. You have to be born of the water and of the spirit. Baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I know people like to say Jesus, but I think at that time there were many people named Jesus. Many. So the scriptures distinguish Jesus Christ. Separated. We're going to offer you an opportunity today. We're not going to open the doors of the church. That's been open. But we're going to offer you an opportunity to say yes to the will of Lord Jesus Christ. All you hear, man or woman, boy or girl, we do offer you that opportunity. Won't you come? When we all get to
Understand, even in that thought of heaven, you still have to have the power to get up. <laughs> you got to be able to step from this body that you're in now into the body that Jesus has for you, the mansion. It's in many mansions, and He goes to prepare a place for us. Make it, get it ready. He's getting my mansion ready. You're going to spend eternity somewhere in a mansion with Jesus Christ, or you're going to spend eternity in hell's fire, in your conscience suffering. Uh, you don't have a choice if you don't belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus, you're going to, you have that, that, that body, that, that, that spiritual body that he has prepared for us. And that's a good thing. That's, you have something to look forward to. All of us have something to look forward to. It ain't going to look like this thing that we're in now. This is a shell. <laughs> and Jesus is going to give us a, a body that he has equipped for us. He said, we don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to look just like him. Just like him. Just like him. That's a good thing, isn't it? You think of it like that. Uh, but you have to have the power to get over into it. You're not going to just be giving it just because of uh, how good you think you are. You have to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And he'll do just that for you. Um, you cut it off now, but we need to do two things before we leave today. Uh, one, um, Deaconess Blackney says she wants to get ready to go.